Odd Father Podcast with Chris Matthews and Pete Court. Hi, this guy here is Chris. He used to be a research scientist in the field of molecular biology until, he reckons, God told him he wanted him to look after a suburban church. And this is Pete, who used to be in commercial media until he became a novelist and started teaching people how to be highly creative. One thing we have in common, we've both met God. Yep, and we love people, but we really love God, and we love being His children. But we both find being God's kids can be baffling. So, that's why we got together, not to find the answers, but to try and find the right questions. Hello again, Pete. Good to be back in the studio. And lovely to talk with you. Uh, Ready for a brain bending? No. Good, excellent. Uh, let's, right. let's keep it straight. And that's it. All right. Thanks, folks. And we'll catch you next time. No, no, no. What I want to do, I want to throw a question at you, as I as I tend to do. This is this is um, something I've noticed is less and less problematic for me as I slowly get more and more gooder, I think, at dealing with this. But my question is, why do we always seem to have a Goliath? So – let, let me put that into some sort of shape so that, you know, because to say you've got a Goliath, it's, it's, it's a metaphor. And it's one of those things that's in the Bible that we sort of think we know, but we probably don't. So in the Bible, the Goliath is the, the monster, the big, the big huge guy, um, and he's a snake. If you read the description of Goliath and his armor and all of that, he is literally set up to be snaky. He is the deceiver. He is the same words as the snake in the Garden of Eden. Right. He is the same words as the sea monsters, uh, the... the Tanim. Jonah, all of that. Yep, all of the sea monsters, all of the words that he used to describe Goliath and his armour and his, all this sort of stuff puts him in that place of being the deceiver, the Satan, right. the, the, the evil one. Okay, so, so this whole thing of David, the, the, the little kid coming out and killing him is so linked to everything else in the Bible about the story of the Bible. So Goliath, I think it's important to realise, is not just this big guy who's a soldier. He is evil. He is the personification of the bad that's going on in the world. So when I say, what's your Goliath today? What is the thing that is squashing you? Um, Why do we allow these things to take up so much of our time and and our imagination and our space? Wow. Was that just one question? That was one question. Uh I just thought I'd better explain it first, but yeah. 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 Well, I think um, it all boils down to a great movie <laughs> uh, called Ghostbusters. <laughs> and there's that scene at the end where they're told not to think of something so that the evil person doesn't use their thoughts. Oh, this is the Stay Puft Man. And what happens is... I'm sorry, I couldn't. I and, couldn't. And yeah. there's this huge marshmallow yes. man. And the thing yes. is, he's, okay. not, he's not a tiny marshmallow man. He's a Why giant, is he a huge massive yeah. marshmallow man. So don't think of anything scary and we'll be all right. Yeah. You thought of a stay puffed. Yes. Okay. Um, and I think that's, in some ways, that's, that's quite correct. I mean, there's something quite harmless about yeah. a marshmallow. Right. But when it assumes, in our imagination, assumes mm. a larger than life thing that's when it starts to concern us and i, I think that you know, our, our yeah. history when it comes okay. to good and evil always mm-hmm. paints evil larger than life oh yeah that's that's yeah 
But why? Yeah. And th- there's 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 a line I can't remember where it is in the Bible because I'm not good at this sort of stuff. But there's you know you, your your enemy, the devil, prowls around like an angry lion. Yes. He doesn't attack you. He just prowls around growling. I think that's the New Testament. One Peter something possibly. Oh, show off. Or one John. <clears throat> or there's this other there's this other picture from the Bible that evil is just shadows. Mm. It's just the throwing of shadows. It's not anything at all. So yeah, this this giant marshmallow monster is just shadow. Is is but yes. we make that thing. It's our fault that this shadow takes on such power, isn't it? In some ways, yes, and, and I think, uh, and this is very much a simplification, mm. I think it's our focus. Mm. You see, we, you look at the story of David and Goliath. Right. And David looked out at mm. the, the Goliath ranting yep. uh, in the Philistine lines and he, he turned to his brother and he didn't say, who is this humongous giant who's scaring everybody? Yeah. He said, who is this uncircumcised Philistine who dares oppose the armies of the Lord? Yeah. Doesn't he, he know what he's doing? Yeah, he, he sort of – he can see this big guy out there, but it's like, yeah, this guy must be nuts. We, we, we're here for God. Doesn't, yeah. You know, his size didn't matter. And when mm. he actually went out to attack Goliath, mm. he, notice he ran towards him, mm. but he picked he, – his focus was on the weapons he could use. He picked mm. up five smooth stones, right. swung and, – and then he moved towards his enemy as though his enemy was of no account. Mm. So although we know the story that Goliath was huge and David was small, I don't think that's how David – saw the situation at all. Yeah. In fact, David says, look, I've, I've beaten up lions, I've torn bears' heads off. Mm. This guy, it's yeah. just a human. And I think there's, there's a lesson in that. Mm. For, we all have our Goliaths, but I think we look at Goliath from the perspective of the narrative, not the perspective of David. Yeah, um, that's, that's a good point. I, when I first posed this question to you just a, a little bit before we started chatting, I, I, I said, you know, why do we always seem to have a Goliath? And you said, do we? Yeah. Do we? Um, I think there's always the potential mm. for a Goliath. Mm-hmm. Um, it's one of those things where you have five people who you present a problem with. Uh, <laughs> Some of them will throw their hands up and you go, oh, that's just too big, I can't, I can't handle that. Yeah. Others will look at it and say, well, if you break it down into mm. little bits, I think I can see mm. how we can move forward. Mm. And so I think that people, I don't think everybody has to have a Goliath all mm. the time. I think, I think, and this, this, is not, this is not coming from anywhere necessarily biblical perhaps, I, I think you. that I think yeah I think from my experience all right let, let, all right this is what I reckon it's what I says uh, a just let me point out that things things that are Goliaths for example addictions mm-hmm. um, and they are hugely difficult to get rid of because they're part of who we are they're ingrained into our behaviours and you know, particularly if it's a chemical addiction or a drug addiction or something if you have a um, we we talked recently about depression mm-hmm. I mean if you yeah. have a chronic depressive illness. That's going to be a Goliath. That's going to play on your mind and that is going to have real impact in your life. So, you know, but does it have to have massive impact in your life? Does it have to win the competition, if you like? Does Mm. it have to win your life, I guess, is the question. Um, So this is a really interesting question. Even in those regards, if you are in in the grip of an addiction, does that mean you're beaten or... Can you find a way, as you say, to pick up the smooth stones and walk headlong into this thing knowing that you can beat it? And there are programs to help. That's where you get assistance, you yeah. get people to talk to. 
My other the, the other side to that though is something I, I I think I think Satan, the evil one, the deceiver, is always having a go at us. Yes. And I think there is there probably is something that he is using against us all the time. Yes. We just don't necessarily see it. Well, and I think that's that's the important thing. Mm. As long as we don't see it mm. in some contexts, mm. then we're all right. It's when we do see it and then we start to inflate it. Right. The, like the, the puff. We, the like the stay puff marshmallow man. Yeah. yeah. Um, when, when we take it on board. Yeah. I mean, because it's, yeah, Christians have different. Um, Views of the Bible of, mm. of the devil in the Bible. Mm. Um, a lot of Christians won't mention his name because it's like you know, mention mention sharks and there's a, you'll be swimming <laughs> with them. Um, and other people, Voldemort. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And other people sort of toss the name around as though it's of no consequence. Yeah. Um, and I mean, there's that whole thing about the fact that there is that Satan is not a name. It's the, it's the Satan. It's mm. actually a title, mm. um, which a lot of Christians get. Mixed up with as well, um, but I think there's you know, God tells us to resist the devil and he mm. will flee. That's yeah, yeah. He, he yeah. doesn't say chase after him with a big stick and yeah, beat him up. Yeah, stand firm on our faith. Yeah, and it's funny. It's stand firm on our faith. He will not go toe to toe to us. Yeah, if we stand firm, he runs away. Yeah, yeah. which is illogical in a you know. Yeah. human fight sense, yeah. uh, but spiritually speaking, we, we're not actually called to go and attack evil. It says put on all the armour, make mm. sure you're protected, do yeah. all the stuff and then just stand there, poke stand your tongue out at him. Just stand. You're going to poke your tongue out? Um, it's as daring it's, as I get. It's really hard to poke your tongue out at an ethereal context or an ethereal concept that, 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 that doesn't have any reality except that it changes your life and ruins things around you. Um, yes. So it's kind of hard to do, but I, I think you're right. Those, the, that's really important. That if you do stand, if you do resist that Goliath, or whatever that fear, that evil, that bad thing that is happening to you, and it might be simple as somebody at work who's a pain in the neck. It might be as simple as somebody being mean to you, or or something. Mm. You know, maybe you just don't have any money at the moment, and that's the Goliath. Yeah. The question is, can you? sit with that or walk headlong into it, can you still be at peace and be, as we said last week, walking through the garden with God in spite of that? Yeah. Um, I, I guess to some degree too, it also depends on our um, definition of victory. We look at the story of David and Goliath and David slew Goliath. Mm. Now, it took him all of five minutes mm-hmm. um, and Goliath was gone. Mm-hmm. Now, a lot of things in our life don't work that way. <laughs> yeah. And so I, I think the whole idea of standing firm is yeah. often against something which isn't going to go away. And one of the interesting things yeah. that I've just been listening to about um, creation, for instance, is that God brought the light mm-hmm. to banish the darkness, mm-hmm. but he didn't actually destroy the darkness. Creation exists in a balance between light and dark. And we actually need both for the yeah. world to operate at the moment. And so <laughs> yeah. I think, I know, I, I have yeah. had in the past had this unreal expectation that I can actually remove evil from my life. Right. And I think right. more realistically, our life is a life of resisting All right. evil. All right. And sometimes okay. that occupies our whole life. That is, that is brilliant because I've, I've got a question for you oh. to go out with. 
and I think it's gonna hurt. Ouch. Alright, so let's assume that at some stage in everybody's life, there's going to be things that are going to stand against them. They're going to have to stand against this thing, whatever it is. We've said it could be an addiction, it could be a depression, it could be a, a medical thing, it could be family breakups, it could be all of that sort of stuff. <sighs> Alright, from the point of view of God, what is your Goliath doing when it looms like that? Do you think? What is it doing? So why? What, I, mean, I guess the question could be why does God allow evil in the world? But when <laughs> bad things happen to you, what 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 is what's going on with that? Because you said these things keep coming back at us, and you're right. I, I mean, if you, if I get depressed, if I have you know, if I suffer from depression, then I will suffer from depression. It's something I need to manage. It's something I need to control. It's something I need to work around. Does it? Do I need it to control my life? No, I need to control it. But why is that there? Why is that? Why does God not just get rid of that thing? Ah, uh, th- here's a, here's an answer which may satisfy that. Um, <laughs> it's a good one, to, uh, because if He did, we'd never change. We would never grow. And I use David as an example here because when he faced Goliath, what yeah. did he say? I fought a lion. I fought a bear. I'm prepared. Right. And so, right. I think with a lot of things, as we struggle against them, mm. we should be getting stronger. Mm. Um, doesn't make the struggle necessarily go away. In fact, sometimes the struggle gets worse. I, I, I've found in life that as as I gain strength uh, to face my problems, those problems don't go away. They they sometimes get worse up. because I can cope with them better. Yeah, interesting. Um, and interesting. so yeah. and often I've found that my Goliaths, once I have either defeated them as David did or once I have got that feeling that I can mm. stand against them, mm. other people's Goliaths come into your life so that you can show them how to beat theirs. Right. Okay, that's, that's, that's nice. So... Basically, if, if you're facing a Goliath, what you need to do is go out and wrestle a bear, give you the confidence. And it's interesting, um, if you want to get all technical on it, the, one, of the, one of the very powerful methodologies for treating conditions is that um, acclimatisation, for lack of a better term, that, that slow exposure, exposure therapy, where, hmm. uh, for example, if you have a fear of flying, if that's your Goliath and you have to fly, then you can slowly get anaesthetized if you you can slowly build up the strength like you say you can yeah. get that strength within you by doing this slow process of building up i want to know how that works if you've got a scared fear of skydiving yeah do they slowly push you out the door <laughs> i do know somebody who has done that and seriously you you mock you mock um but yeah it actually it actually is done they, they can okay. actually they can push you off of a off of a just a small bit, and um, you can do those those ones in the room with the fan, oh, and you can, okay, you can yes. hover above that. That's quite safe. You feel much safer. So do that for a bit, and then when it comes to pushing you out of the aeroplane, there you are, you and Goliath, jumping I, out of the. Plane. I apologise for mocking all of those who are afraid of skydiving, because hey, I believe in the safety of aeroplanes <laughs> as well, and you're not catching me jumping out. One of the laws I will never break is gravity. So, what do you reckon? We'd love to hear what your questions might be. 
and what sort of answers you came up with. So you can email us, podcast at theoddfather.net, or you can jump onto the web, theoddfather.net, and check all the socials there, and we'll talk to you then. Thanks for your time, and keep asking those questions.